Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. The Pottawatomie County Board of Supervisors on Tuesday approved a temporary moratorium on wind and solar energy conversion systems. Matt Wyant, Director of Planning and Development, said they are undergoing major renovations of their Chapter 8 ordinances, and this would allow them to hold off on issuing any permits for wind and solar projects until the Board of Supervisors adopts the new regulations for wind and solar. Supervisor Tim Wickman is in favor of the temporary moratorium. I think when this board decided to hire a, a firm to take a look at our current ordinance and make some changes that gets it up to date. Um, I think it was, what, 15 years old, I believe. I don't have any issues with it. I like the wording of it. I, it says that uh, so many days or as soon as we get an ordinance passed. Uh, so with that, uh, Chairman Shea, I'll make a motion that uh, we set the, the days to 365 days or until the board completes its review and amendment of the ordinance. The resolution states the board desires to impose a moratorium prohibiting the Director of Planning and Development and the Zoning Board of Adjustment from accepting or otherwise acting on any application to develop a wind or solar energy conversion system, including a wind farm, as the ordinance currently defines, for 365 days from the effective date of this resolution, or until the board completes its review and amendment of the ordinance regulating wind and solar energy conversion systems, whichever is earlier. Supervisor Susan Miller voted against the resolution. And I believe we can get it done a lot faster. Matt Wyant said he does not currently have any permits ready to be issued, but there are two wind projects and one solar project that are getting close. And the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors today accepted a Planning and Zoning Commission recommendation for an indefinite moratorium for the Wind Energy Conversion System Turbine Project in Montgomery County. Supervisors Chair Mike Olson says the moratorium is an extension of the original motion for the moratorium. The supervisors can pass an indefinite moratorium with no time limit, but still have to work toward an ordinance because the supervisors cannot regulate a project without a resolution. He says the motion doesn't mean the action is permanent. To give us another, I don't know how many months, you know, budget will be the end of what, February, early March, before that's done, and then we probably try to get back on this. Supervisor Donna Robinson said passing the ordinance does not mean the moratorium is permanent or set in stone. However, Robinson stated she serves on the board to represent her constituents. But if you move forward with whatever ordinance we do come up with and we allow turbines in the county, I think we heard a number of people get up and speak. They're not going to go away. And I, I personally feel like, and from my standpoint, when this continues to come up, I'm, I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to learn and I want to get all the information possible. But I was elected to represent the people and the people that I am representing, I am hearing saying a big resounding no on them. That's, that's my stance. Mid-American Energy proposes building a wind farm in Pottawatomie County extending into western Montgomery County. Currently, 15,000 acres are signed up for the project. Half of those acres are signed up in Montgomery County. The project director, appearing at today's meeting, says the project would include 90 to 140 wind turbines in Pottawatomie and Montgomery County. This translates to approximately 99 to $142 million in lease agreements with participating landowners. It also equates to about $180 million in property taxes to the counties where the wind turbines will be located, which is $4.7 million annually. Mid-American Energy does not have the right to exercise eminent domain on these projects 
or build the turbines without the owner's consent. He asked the supervisors to draft a balanced wind ordinance that addresses the concerns of the constituents who attended the meeting and others in the county. The Adair County Board of Supervisors this morning approved a courtyard use request for carriage rides. Gina School with the Greenfield Chamber Main Street requested the courtyard use for Saturday, November 25th. We're going to be doing carriage rides in the evening, and we were trying to come up with a good route. We don't have it set completely, but I kind of wanted to get everything set just in case. I wonder if we could use the drive to go through and load and unload. School also noted that the lighted parade and other festivities will take place Friday, November 24th. Atlantic Rising will continue to lead the Christmas Box program this holiday season. The program was originally started by West Central Community Action over 20 years ago. The JCs took the program over soon after it started and then passed the program to Atlantic Rising in 2018. This program helps families and individuals in need of a Christmas dinner. Atlantic Rising members, along with community volunteers, uh, deliver boxes to about 180 individuals and families last year. With today's continued challenges, we expect to see a continued increase in nominations this year. Kelsey Bishorner, Programs Director at the Atlantic Area Chamber of Commerce, said Atlantic Rising is preparing for the 7th Annual Trivia Night that will take place early next year. The event will include eight rounds of 10 questions each. Categories range from math to music to Saturday Night Live and everything in between. There is a prize awarded to the winning team. Teams are also encouraged to create team themes to add to the fun of the evening. Trivia Night is the organization's main fundraising event for the Christmas boxes. And year after year, participants enjoy a fun night while raising money for this impactful project. With the projected numbers of families served, we also uh, will be reaching out to businesses and community members asking for donations and volunteers to help serve as many families as we can. On December 14th, members of Atlantic Rising and local volunteers will fill and deliver boxes of food items to families and individuals who could then use them to cook Christmas dinner. Atlantic Rising is proud to carry out the traditions of the Christmas box program, and we are thankful that we are able to partner with Hy-Vee to give back to our community in such a great way. To nominate a family or individual, or if you are interested in volunteering, contact Atlantic Rising at 712-243-3017 or email chamber at atlanticiowa.com. Several mayoral races were decided in many of the KSOM KS95 listing areas on Tuesday. The unofficial results showed Joanne Byers earning the mayoral seat in the city of Adair with 126 votes to Kim Hodney's 89. Ben Doffenbaugh takes the seat as mayor of Anita, defeating Kevin Littleton 96 to 57. For Mayor Brayton, Kelly Christensen received 18 votes, Gregory Gust 15, and Neil Polberg 11. In the mayoral race in the Guthrie County city of Bagley, Glenn Forsman defeated Ruth Ann Riley 49-15. In the mayor's race in Grant, Emerson Hill received 20 votes and John J. Keeping 6. Millette L. Shores defeated Peggy Mortensen 59-23 for the mayor's seat in Kimbleton. In Lewis, Russell Hansen defeated Rick Sani 80-37. And Kurt Thornberry, in a tight race, garnered 145 votes to Ryan Kettleson's 133. For a complete list of all of the city and school election results from Tuesday night, visit our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Andy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.